Hello, friends, homies, and Southside Trap podcast listeners. It is Claire here to intro this episode. So Sandra and I sat down together in my apartment this weekend and hashed out everything from this past championship weekend. We talked about the game. We talked about what happened after the game. We talked about what happened before the game. We talked about what's going to happen much after the game. And so this is part two of that episode. So if you have not yet listened to part one of our championship weekend episode, I highly recommend going back and listening to what we had to say about the game itself uh, because we had some thoughts and opinions. So this is part two where we will be discussing uh, what happened after the game and what we think is going to happen next. Uh, So thanks you guys so much for listening and enjoy this part of the episode. And for me, honestly, in that moment, I mean, I can't speak for anybody else, but you know, yeah, you don't want to lose a championship final. It sucks, right? But having been around this Red Stars team for the last several years or so, knowing what they've gone through, what they've been playing through, um, trying to get to this moment in particular for so long, you know, watching them get their runner-up medals was a pretty historic moment in itself. Yeah, I mean, my my thought my thought process, and, and this is definitely the, the position I've come to now – a week later, which is just, um, I do just really still get a kick out of this being history. Like, yeah, it was a bad loss. Yeah, it was a bad game, but it was brand new and it was a brand new thing that all the fans went through together and the players went through together and we're building history. Like this league is so young. How cool that this club has had this experience now. It was so dope to see Sam Kerr get an NWSL medal in a championship final. It was so dope to see Julie Ertz, someone who got drafted by the Chicago Red Stars team, has been with this team since 2014, get in the semifinal, get through a semifinal, get to an NWSL championship final, and get her runners-up medal. Yeah, I mean, there's no one, genuinely, there's no one, there was no one at the end of that match who cared more than... Julie Ertz, um, she, she is just the, she's the heart and soul of this team. She's also the brain of this. She's at the whole, she's all of it. Um, she's the heart and soul and the brain of this team. She's the crest. And yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think, um, this was a reminder in a bad loss, um, that despite this definitely being Sam Kerr's year and how much Sam Kerr really does love this team, um, this is Julie Ertz's team. She's She is 100% she's it, and it's just it's within the tough losses that you're reminded of that. Um, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started. I don't know if the Red Stars knew when they drafted her that she was going to become the best soccer player in the world. But it happened, um, and it happened in collaboration with this team. And um, despite the fact it being a very painful loss, her captaining this team to this point is – the game was not something that she deserved, but the moment, like, was. Um, and I'm really happy that the team that made it is Julie Ertz's team. 100%. And you had – 
Rory Dames and his coaches postgame conference go on record literally saying those things. He started off on answering a, ju- a question about Julie Ertz, you know, saying that he believes and he thinks and believes and knows that Julie Ertz is the best soccer player in the world. That he went further into detail saying that uh, not only is she the best player in the world, that for the Chicago Red Stars, she is that significant. That she's everything. She's for the them. best player on that team. She's the captain of the team. She's the heart of the team. That she's the face of the franchise. He literally said, and he wasn't wrong. And it was a very, it was a very special moment in the post game. It was a very unique moment for this specific NWSL coach to sort of show that type of emotion over one of his players in one of the biggest games and really all of their NWSL careers. Yeah, it was a credit. I mean, the whole thing is just a credit to that group that in the face of something so disappointing that the first thing that they point to is is what they have and what they've built and how what a victory that is. Um, because Julie Ertz was the best player on that field for the Chicago Red Stars that day. Um, and even within something so hard to say it again, process, um, you know, and maybe, maybe this is like a good point where we went in on them for some uncharacteristic things on the field during that game, but everything that happened after it was absolutely 100% it was symbolic of who they were. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that, uh, and in the way where I, it's because of that that I can say how fun that we got creamed in the championship. You know, it's like, it's because I know. <laughs> we got to see them be a team even yeah, in the loss. and it's because I know that they're going to be okay. And I know that this is just a stepping stone to something else. And, um, you know, I think for us, you know, we have watched this team play um, very closely. Uh, for the last, you know, year, year for me, you know, a couple of years for Sandra. And I, there's always a risk. There is always a risk the closer you get to an organization that you're going to see things that you don't like. And there are, you know, we're everything that we're doing, you know, there's some good and there's some bad and, and there's some things that we know and things that we wish that we didn't know. And that's all part of it. But I can say as a whole that as close as we've gotten to this team, they really are who they are. And they are who even the fans think that they are. Yeah, it's cliche, but what you see is what you get. Right. Hands down. And I respect that so much. And that's why even within (laughs) this like insane, terrible loss, I'm just like, well, this is who we are. (laughs) So let's pick ourselves back up and do better next time. Yeah, it was it was not it was everything that Roy Dames was saying about Julia, Julia Ertz in specific or the team in general in terms of approaching their loss was unsurprising in terms of like the way he carried himself and how he spoke about those things, whether it was, like I said, Juliet's or what he did say to his team in halftime or uh, being very honest and very, very frank about how it was new territory for them, how he put himself on blast and on record and saying that it was a failure on him, his part in terms of the scheduling that was taking place to prepare his team um, for this championship final. It was all very unsurprising 
in terms of taking all of that in in the post game and we moved from that post game into a mix zone area and it was very very unsurprising to see the red stars tackle that mix zone as a team um you know they all went through and we were only able to to speak to a few of these players and one of their toughest moments um i know that you had some time with uh we both had some time with casey short you also had additional time with danny colaprico i did speak with morgan bryan i did speak with Savannah McCaskill and, and Rory and Savannah both, you know, went on record and saying how they had to approach that moment. It wasn't something that could have just passed. You couldn't have gone into that second half, right, without addressing those things that occurred on the pitch. And that resulted in what Rory Dame said, both Savannah McCaskill and Sam Kerr going to the whiteboard, working things out, making a substitution, and then moving forward from it. And um, Savannah pretty much echoed those same sentiments um, in the mix zone when we spoke. And something else that I asked of, of her in particular, and uh, Morgan Bryan as well, and Casey Short, um, was sort of the, the next phase for this team. And I thought it was important to ask that of some of these players. You have a player like Casey Shore who's been with this team since 2016. You know, somebody like Morgan Bryan who was sort of in and out and is now sort of kind of become this uh, perma Chicago <laughs> Red Star. And then you have somebody like Savannah McCaskill who got subbed into this culture and environment mid-season. You know what I mean? And they all were echoing a very similar sentiment in terms of uh, moving forward from this semifinal and basically getting back to work, which I think is very important coming out of a loss like this. Yeah, I mean, I think the, I mean, I think it's not a secret that we're going to be seeing a lot of changes in the off season. Um, and the red stars that we see in the opening game in 2020 is not going to be the same team uh, that we saw in 2019. But I, I think that the club identity and the club expectations and the club structure is still very strong and and I think maybe the thing that we got from all the players at the end of the game was that um it's hard to at in that moment talk about the positives but um there's clearly a lot to build off of they've done a lot they could have done better so that's a great place to be, actually, because you can learn from the good things and learn from the bad things and then progress from there. It was a uh, it was quite the time. What a time. What a week. What a weekend. Yeah. And I mean, we should really quickly like we got in those 10 days from like maybe the, the Friday before the semifinal to to leaving Monday morning. We got to meet a lot of you guys. It was so cool. This this community is so cool. And it did not exist like this even a year ago. Yeah, we're talking about this championship final, and it would be remiss of the both of us if we didn't shout everybody out, you know, and just add an additional huge special thank you to people who truly supported us when you're talking about supporters and supporters' culture. That extended to the local media who has covered this team and people like you and I, Claire, and this podcast uh, that exists. Uh, so much of what we were able to do in covering this team from the semifinal into this championship final um, was helped and brought to life in part because of the support that we got 
from so many wonderful people. So thank you so much for reaching out to us, um, introducing yourselves, uh, literally supporting us. And uh, we really, really appreciate that. It's been it's been quite dope um, doing this podcast, meeting you all and uh, just being a part of this community in a larger sense. Right. Because as we go into this is maybe another good seg to what happens next. Um we don't know what happens next. We have no idea. Um, (laughs) We're all going into the uncertain future together, but the things that we know, like even at the end of this game was that that relationship between the team and the support, that's not going away. And if there's anything to really build this future on, it's that. That's that's truly what was won that day. Right. You want to talk about cementing something that was really it, and it was really dope to see. It was uh, something that people couldn't stop talking about. Yeah, and you guys built this too. Like it's it's this it's um, hand in hand, walking into the future. It's it's the club and the support and um, that is just again, it's a building block. It's so exciting to see what can happen next and um i and again obviously would have been great if they won but i loved seeing that in a loss because that is where that's i mean winning is great but it's within those hard moments that this stuff is really formed and it's all so brand new and so exciting I think there's a lot of excitement on the horizon in this offseason for for this team specifically and honestly for the league in general. You know, at, at the conclusion of a championship final, any championship final, whether it was this one or championship finals prior, there's always, um, you know, a meeting of what could happen for the league to move forward. And in this case, uh, at the conclusion of this championship final, there was uh, a meeting that took place. Uh, between ownership and the, and the board and and other big wigs of uh, of NWSL about moving forward and announcing some really cool things for the 2020 season. It didn't include uh, expansion that's apparently still on the horizon, but some really dope things that the NWSL announced um, just to sort of give a quick roundabout because we are going to conclude this episode for you guys we'll get there shortly <laughs> a lot's happened <laughs> we were trying to be there for you guys but the league announced some really cool things in terms of minimum and maximum salary raises um those are getting a boost for 2020 um in terms of a cap for housing and things like cars that got kicked out the window um that's huge for me that was like the biggest thing more than anything else that was sort of announced uh, recently. I think housing is huge and incredibly significant for players, uh, for especially for players that you're going to be asking to make $20,000. Yeah, let's let's outline this quickly. So, I mean, the, the, the numbers for us that are, are significant at this moment is that the minimum is 20000 the maximum is fifty. year-round housing. And so... If, if the ownership groups aren't comfortable with getting rid of a salary cap, completely doing away with a housing cap is a magnificent step forward. Um, not only in that, obviously, now there's no maximum spend, but you're not allowed to do host families anymore. 
I think that's incredibly important. Every single professional should be treated like one and should be given that safety net. Do better. And hopefully they will yeah. with with this move. Um, yeah. And it, it's um, it's so exciting because obviously, you know, one of the great things about Chicago and the Chicago Red Stars is that we all live in a city that people want to live in. It's, it's not a bad place to be. Um, but it was missing this piece of of feeling like the team is supporting you year round. Um, and also that piece of like, if you are making $30,000, 35, whatever, uh, you know, above the minimum salary, if you have a year long lease on top of that, that is free. That's huge. Yeah. It's a significant burden to not have to bear in living in one of the biggest cities in the world. It's, it's insane that a player like Danny Colaprico, who has played for this club for five years, um, wouldn't have a home here. It's nice to think about that she will be a permanent yeah. Chicago Red Star. It's very, very, very cool. Um, so the housing component for me was huge. Yeah. Bigger than what was announced and a lot of people are chatting about and are very, very excited about. And to be frank, before we even get into this, sorry guys, we're actually not going to get super detailed into it, but we are going to explain what it is very, very briefly. Right. But there was an announcement of what's being introduced as uh, allocated money for a certain type of designated player type of right. thing. So it was, it's all <laughs> so complicated and so to much be quite honest, I don't fully understand nor have the rules been really set out in a clear way. But essentially, um, the idea is that there's 30,000 tradable dollars that you can buy from the league to spend on a certain kind of player. And we were calling it the Sam Kerr rule. Yeah, we were calling it the Sam Kerr rule. Because this doesn't happen without Sam Kerr. Of course, there's, you know, the people will go on record and say that this has been you know, in the works for a while, which true probably has been the concept of um, sort of maybe having a certain type of designated player for a team and raising wages in the league has always been a thing. Of course it has, but there's always players who sort of trigger push that along momentous yep. moments. And for this moment in particular, it aligned with Sam Kerr. This right. And, and, and you know, the, the second, the second thing that we'll be talking about is that um, it doesn't seem like Sam Kerr is going to be staying in the league next year, but this, but this is, this is her legacy on this league. Um, for, you know, from, her you know the reason part of the reason that the league changed everything to theoretically try to keep a player like that is not just because she's one of the best players in the world that is true it's because she is from here this league built her there is no Sam Kerr without the NWSL and so what they're what they did with this structure is to give them a chance not only to try to retain someone like her but to build the next one and that in a way is more important than who starts up top for the Chicago Red Stars next year yeah it's a hell of a legacy yeah to potentially uh leave behind um there were a ton of uh 
storylines and rumors swirling around Sam Kerr, not just leading into the semifinal championship final. I mean, we're talking about post-World Cup when all of this stuff really came to light. And uh, it was unsurprising. You know, you have a star striker like that, uh, name in headlights. There's always going to be um, those types of things. So as, as this was announced, there was also an additional news drop from the Washington Post, Steve Goff, um, just basically sort of confirming what everybody knew. You and I have talked on this podcast multiple times, um, encouraging you all out there who are listening to, if you had the opportunity, of course, to, to make sure you took in a game um, with the supernatural Sam Kirsch, who's quite the talent. And uh, God bless you if you were able to. You are a better person for it, little do you know. So uh, there's not a lot of concrete stuff still in this reporting. Right. Um, so we're not going to try to sit here and hash it out and – and make predictions or say right. lies to you guys, but it, it's out there. There's a, you're right. There's a reputable source that says that if we, we don't, the only thing that I, that we know, and also I think anybody knows is that Sam Kerr is not planning to play in the NWSL next year. Um, and you know, I, I my only really thought on this is, I mean, it, it's twofold. Um, one being that everything I said about getting close to the Chicago Red Stars and still really liking what I see is true of Sam Kerr. Um, she's been incredibly open with us. She has been really wonderful to cover. She is exactly who you think she is. And that's such a testament to her. And I genuinely hope that whatever she does next, she fucking kills it. Um, and uh, just let me see the second thing is um and nobody believes me but i really think the red stars are gonna be okay <laughs> i don't think they should be spending three hundred thousand dollars on one player it's not who they are it's not who they are they yeah. have other options now yeah i mean it was it was nice to know that all the discussions and all the work behind the scenes finally came to fruition and that this was an option on the table for them to utilize if they wanted if they wanted to, to do that or yep. not even if they wanted to but even if they could have right because you have to think that a player like Sam Kerr eventually would have gotten to a point to where she wanted to pursue new challenges right within her career yeah so uh regardless it was nice to know that this was an option for the red stars so um yeah 300k is is a lot of money we'll see what happens it's gonna i mean uh, off season is officially underway yeah um this time last year the nwsl absolutely fell into a lull nothing got picked up really until the new year which is typically what happens in women's professional soccer, uh, the, the new year rings in, and then that's when you start seeing all the moves and the signings, and then you start picking up about the NWL draft and stuff like that. Um, but, no, things got kicked off right away here. So my uh, my gut just tells me that it's just going to continue, and um, we'll see what happens. You know, as we um, close this out, we'll probably be back with, an, like we said, an, an additional episode with uh, some different stuff that we'll talk about, some more fun stuff for you guys. Yeah. And maybe by then when we do that, there will be uh, a different answer or a new signing or something yeah, like that for and, the Red Stars and Sam Kerr. Right. And I, when we talk about, you know, kind of options and stuff like that, I mean, the Red Stars, I do think, I do genuinely think they have the option to, if they want to go find someone else to fill that role, they could. 
um, I'm not sure it would be bad for them to not try to do that. Shake things up a little bit. I have no, uh, I'm saying this with no knowledge and no base on anything. anything. (laughs) Honestly, but this was a funny thought that I had the other day in which all this was announced, but I was just like, okay, like really, like how much money would it really take to lure somebody like Bunny Shaw away from Bordeaux? Dude. Of all places. Right. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's like, should we be going, this is not for tonight. This is not for tonight, but the options that teams have now with this sort of idea of, potential allocated money for a potential designated player is is huge so uh yes the nwsl needs to move forward and always strive forward and like make the league better for its players specifically of course and growing the game and growing women's professional soccer um so there's always work to be done there will always be work to be done but this this series of announcements it was nice to see i'm so excited for the Red Stars who have been playing for this team for however many years to have the opportunity to get a raise. Rise and grind, baby. I get that just, bread. And this is, again, I keep saying this, it's just the club is going to be okay. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, if Sam Kerr decides to go elsewhere, Chicago will retain her rights in this league. Um, but I don't want to get ahead of that because our job is to cover this team right now. Um, and we'll do the really sappy fun episode later, but right now this is covering this team right now and they've got options. They've got a shit ton of draft picks. I just am excited for the future. It's going to be fun and it's going to be good. Uh, we dropped a lot of stuff in this episode about <laughs> work that yeah. we produced for you guys leading into this championship Can I final. just say, can I just say this? Yeah, of course. Um, in all the weepy moments that followed the game on Sunday, how <laughs> happy were we to have that playlist? One of my That's f- the best piece of journalism <laughs> I've ever done. My favorite, we, we were going to pull up, this is part of the outros, we're, it's a long outro, we're, pl- we're plugging all the work right now, but the fav- my f- most favorite content uh that got put out there about this team was the co like collaborative content that claire and i produced out of media day uh it was to date for me personally single-handedly like the greatest content producing moment of my life yeah it was wonderful Um, and i've covered multiple media days yeah enchantment multiple championship finals and this was by far hands down um the best it was a blast planning we it out very hard it was a blast planning it out with my yeah. homegirl and we had a plan and a vision and we both looked at each other and we were like yes we will help make this happen and the best part about that was that the team was also like yes we will help yep. make that happen yep um it all got kicked off with really sarah gordon and sam kerr they really set the tone they did that was a powerful table yes they really set the tone for the would uh, would you rather mm-hmm. series of questions and they really set the tone for the playlist and when we're talking about legacies and sam kerr's leaving behind a designated player allocation legacy and sam kerr is leaving behind the legacy of breathless by the course we'll talk about this next time but guys i really liked this team it was a good one and uh if you missed any of that content guys um make sure you are following me and claire claire where can the good people find you in your work 
Oh, good Lord. Um, honestly, hopefully taking a very long nap. So tired, guys. Um, so tired. Uh, follow our friend, homie, and colleague, Meg Linehan, for the U.S. shit because I can't be fucked. Um, yep. Follow me on Twitter, Scout Ripley. That's me. Um, that's where the stuff will be. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, same. Uh, if you guys want to follow me and my shenanigans, you could do that um, at Sandrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. I guess I'll just say a shout out to Equalizer. Yeah. Shout out to All for 11. Yep. Shout out to uh, Hot Time and All Time. The OG Hot Time. Um, that's where you can find the majority of all our work. The work that we have done. Uh, Claire had a phenomenal piece about Sam Kerr that is so much better now to read you it's should the, reread it if you already read the it best thing i've uh, written all year the, the interview that i had with yuki the interview that i had with sarah gordon all that stuff is uh, out there for you guys to consume claire's recap they're always amazing um the what we learned i got that out there recently right now yes that was also very very good thanks homie yeah. and uh yeah of course the playlist go and listen to it again and of course reread the would you rathers because the the players gave us all great stuff it's just a moment in time man we recorded a beautiful moment in time everybody go out there and relive it because we love you if you don't do anything else if you're not into reading you should absolutely continue your support of this podcast continue supporting Southside Trap Podcast the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars and you can do that by following us on all social media channels on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P And you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. So go ahead and find us, subscribe, like us, leave us a rating, a review. That stuff helps us out tremendously when we're trying to produce this oh-so-epic Red Stars content for you all. We appreciate you guys. We love you. We will be back. We promise we just need a nap. See y'all later.